I want all the children, all the young people to come up front right now. The Lord impressed on me. All the little kids, every little child to come up front. In fact, I want the teenagers to come up front too. All you teenagers, come up front, okay? Come up right up here, right up on stage. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Now, by the way, aren't these amazing kids? I didn't bring them up here to embarrass them. But the Lord spoke to me this morning at 3.40. He said, bring all of the children down in front. And I said, why, Lord? Now, I want you to know how free he is. He is free. But here's the point. Jesus said, unless we become as little children. You know the thing about children? It's not just their innocence, but they haven't been stained with a conscience where they become so cautious and so cognizant and conscientious about their surroundings. They're teachable. They just, they're impetuous. Have you noticed that we as adults... We take advantage of their imagination by giving them fantasy stories like talking about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and things like that. Do you know why we say that? Because we, 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 we like to see them happy. But God gave them an, an innocence to believe things that are invisible. And Jesus said, unless you become as a little child you won't enter the kingdom. These children have something that we need. I had young people in this age bracket lay hands on me at Bethel. I was actually angry as a pastor. I went, spent a couple thousand dollars to go to a conference, and I, I was coming to receive ministry and they send me two teenagers and a 21-year-old, and I was upset. I said, how dare they do that? I was hoping the elders and Chris Walletton and Danny would lay hands on me and give me a word from the Lord, and they sent me children. Do you know that kids this age are laying hands on the adults and they're getting healed? They're giving words of knowledge I want this church to know, and I want all of you kids to know. I, this, and and I, I pray you'll hear me. I, I know this is, this is new to some of you. You're waving at me, praise God. I want you to know this is not intended to, to do this, but the Lord impressed on me. There's a call on your life. There's a plan in, that God has for you. But there's a real devil that would seek to destroy that plan. And I just want you to know that there's questions in our minds. There's doubts. Sometimes we don't see Christianity lived out or walked out, and it brings confusion. God is still big, and he's still great, and he's awesome. And I'm just saying this in commissioning you to release you to prophesy, to preach, to lay hands, to be aware of the fact 
that God wants to use you at this age. You're like a David. You're going to tear, or not David, Joshua. You're going to tear down some, some serious walls in your culture. There's been hesitation. Lord, where have you been? What, what have you gone through? But God has his hand on you for such great things beyond your imagination. He sees the faithfulness. You're just a songbird. You're not just singing on the stage, but God has put a song. You're a dreamer. God has put dreams. God's going to give you visions and dreams. Keep a journal because you are going to break the powers of darkness over young girls your age. Boy, you are so ready. You're like an arrow in the hand of an archer. God is, you've been saying, Lord, what about me? You have been actually asking God, Lord, I just feel, sometimes I feel so trapped and I just feel so locked up. And God is saying, I've got you in the palm of my hand. You're an arrow that's going to be launched. You know what? You come across quiet, but he's going to open your mouth because there's there's creative, imaginative, there's things inside of you that God wants to bring out, not when you grow up, right now. I mean, you are a leader. You, you, you're, you are a leader. So are you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you. You're leaders. Amen. God is doing amazing things. You're not just here because mom and dad decided to have a family. You're here because your heavenly father sees you as a treasure. You're a jewel. You are so amazing. You're quiet. You hold a lot of things inside. But God has got a future for you that's beyond what you could even think. Your eyes haven't seen it. hasn't even entered into your heart. But, but, but you've been on the outside, watching the inside. Is this real? Is there reality to this? Is that right? Is that right? That's a good question. I want to tell you something. In the days ahead, God's going to come to you. You've asked questions, and he's going to answer them. You are not forgotten. You are not to look at yourself like that. Wow. You're just a flower. You're just blossoming all over the place. The Bible talks about olive plants being the planting of the Lord. God has... Lord, can you, can you just be bear with me here? I feel the Holy Spirit is doing something on these young people. This is what you guys ought to be doing. I prophesy over my sons. It's not because I'm super spiritual. Ray Galligan has plenty of weaknesses. Just ask my boys. But prophesy. Speak life. Because you set their destiny. Zechariah, the prophet of God, the father of John the Baptist, prophesied 
over John the Baptist as an infant that he would be the prophet of God to the nations. He prophesied to an infant. We tell our kids, huh? All right, guys, let's go to the cage today we 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 got to get that swing right because we're gonna we're gonna go to the world series we, we we teach them how to play soccer and play baseball and throw the football and the girls camp and boys camp but we never say nothing about their eternal call we teach them to we need an education i want you to be a doctor a lawyer an indian chief whatever a magician whatever but do we ever bring up There's a call on your life. You're loved by God. You're a prophet. You're a minister of mercy. You're a river of life. There's power on you. These kids are starving for focus. But you're blossoming. Let me tell you something. I, I, I want to just say this. Like a rose, got all these beautiful red, red, red petals. And I see petals falling off. And people t- picking up these. Let me hold your hands. There's healing in your hands. There's a compassion. There's healing. And it's like just rose petals falling off your hands. And as you pray, let me tell you something. You're going to be talking to girls in dark places. God's going to allow you to speak to girls that are in such darkness, that are so depressed, that have given up. They're even suicidal. I think you've even met some girls like that that have been, is that right or wrong? Suicidal. God has raised you up to be light in a dark place. He's going to loosen your tongue. Don't stand back. Let me tell you something, what's going to happen? They're going to reject you in the beginning. But then they're going to come back and say, I need what you have. Now, some of you can take this word today and say, you know, oh, this is just Pastor Ray. Kind of, you know, did somebody, did my parents put you up to this? No, I have not even talked to your parents, which I could be in trouble now. But I did not talk to your parents about that. I'm just joking on that one. But there's healing. There's a river in you. Wow, you have so much knowledge. You, you are a young man who, I, I, I'm going to, there's like a matrix system in your head. You have such an amazing mind and you th- you're technical and you think things through and, you, and, 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 and God is coming to you today, and I want to just say this. I, I don't know why I see this, but I see your heart broken. And the Lord wants to heal your heart. He, you know, I can't open, I can't see with my eyes until my heart's been healed. And the Lord wants to take what you hear up here and make it alive in you. By the way, you have a lot to offer. You've been a follower. God wants to just kind of take you out of your comfort shell. But He's not going to force it. He's going to draw you. He's going to show His goodness to you. He loves you. By the way, 
He actually hears your questions. He hears what you talk about. He hears your doubts. There's been doubts. Is that right? Do you know it's okay to be doubtful? I want to also say this. There's been times where there's been anger. It's okay to be angry before God. Not bitter, but it's okay to say, Lord, I'm mad at you. By the way, did you know that? Do you know that God gives us the liberty to be angry with Him? Do you know God still loves you, though you're angry with Him? He gives you the right to question Him, doubt Him, even run and backslide. He'll let you do it. And then He'll call you back like He did Peter, and He'll say, Peter, do you love me? I still want you to feed my sheep. I haven't taken anything away from you. I'm mad at you, Jesus. You died on the cross. We had a great parade going. Things were hot. We were about ready to take Rome. We were going to raise up a Messiah that was going to take Caesar out. The economic, political environment was going to change. And you let us down. I am pretty darn mad at you, God. Anybody ever been there? Don't raise your hands. Well, I've been there. And guess what? He still loved him back. He still received him back. He didn't say, you know what? I'm going to get rid of you 12 because you are disqualified and you blew it. Guess what? God takes the disqualified and the unqualified, and he qualifies you through Jesus and raises you up and uses your testimony to empower others because you've walked through things. You've walked through dark. By the way, you can't have light until you've known how powerful the darkness was. You'll never appreciate the light because the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden. Everyone say hidden. It's hidden in The field. Here's the problem. We have our eyes on the field and not the treasure. When all you see is the field, what does the field represent? The field represents problems, contradictions. The field represents the mess I'm in. It represents all the crap I've had to walk through. But if all you see is the field and you don't recognize and look for the treasure that's in the field... You'll turn bitter. But here's the thing. You can't own it until you buy the field. Everyone say buy. I got to buy it. That means, I, that, that's, that means sell it out. But here's the thing. It's hidden. Now listen to me. God doesn't hide things from you. He hides them for you. He reveals them at the time that you come to appreciate it. Because when the power and the anointing is resting upon you, you will be able to manage it as the Holy Spirit is leading you. Because you've been humbled by the pain. That's why there's no power without pain. There's no life without death. There is no strength. There is no wealth without poverty. I'm not talking about being 
financially poverty. The Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is what? The kingdom of God. What does it mean to be poor? He's not talking about loathing yourself and feeling sorry for yourself and walking around with a false sense of self-righteous humility. Being poor in spirit is being in a place where I'm, Lord, I can't live without you. I'm dependent on you. I need you for everything. I don't make decisions. I don't make decisions without prayer. It's not because I'm super spiritual. I just need God. I need God so bad. See, these kids right now, their arrows being ready to be launched. Wow. There's an anointing on you that is amazing. You are going to have a double portion anointing on your life. God wants to take what is a seed and He's going to turn it into a mountain. He is going to open your eyes. There's an anointing. You are going to be one who knows how to carry His presence. Your hands. Lift your hands. High. As high as you can go. Go as high. Higher. Higher. Reach as high as you can. I want to tell you something. I'm not trying to make a fool out of you here. This, this is something. Father, Fire! In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost fire. There there is an anointing on you. You you know what? I I see you coming into an area of leadership where God begins to use you and open your mouth. You feel like, well, I'm, I'm just kind of a kid that's in the shadows. God's bringing you out of the shadows. He's bringing you out. And He's going to bring you up. He's taking you like David out of the sheepfold. David was not expecting... He just thought, you know, I'm just going to take care of sheep. God says, no, i got other plans. I'm going to make you a king in Israel. There's an anointing on you. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. Just me? Yes, just you. What do you think about that? Praise God. It's okay. You know what? There is a spirit, the spirit of David. You're a man after God's own heart. Even as a young man, there's a heart, a tenderness in you for the things of the Lord. You actually, God has given you ears to hear the things of the spirit. Dad, mom, is this right? Is, Is that right? There's an anointing on him, isn't there? I mean, just say if it's not. I mean, no, don't don't say that. Uh, But there's a bear witness with you. Because I just sense that the Lord wants to just resurrect. Boy, you're hot. Your heart, your heart is beating so fast. By the way, this this is this is not embarrass my child service here. No, the, the, God, is, God is wanting to release these young people. Amen? You're, you're a mighty man of God. You're needed in the kingdom more than you'll ever know. You're needed. Amen. Your brother. Praise God. Woo! Get ready. Do you like to talk? 
Guess what God does? He takes people. He calls us into things that are not as though they are. There's a prophetic mantle on your life. He has given you eyes to see things in the Spirit, to prophesy, to discern. And he wants you... And here's, here's the thing. You're like Moses, who said to God, God, I can't talk. I don't, I'm not comfortable talking. Use my cousin. Use Aaron. Isn't that amazing how God does things like that? God takes people that say, Lord, it's just not my nature to do that. Then he baptizes you with the Holy Ghost. Fills you with power. You have a prophetic mantle on you. And God's going to open a river. It's like a little pond. God wants to cause a river. But that river comes from relationship. It comes from understanding, knowing him. He really has his hand on you for powerful things. Powerful things. Amen. I'm excited for you. I identify with that spirit, that prophetic mantle on you. Have you ever prophesied before? Get ready next Sunday. Praise God. Guess what? The first time I was in ministry, it, it was kind of a joke. In, in my former church, we had, it was called the Major Prophets and the Minor Prophets. And it was the elder leaders teaching young men that recognized the mantle and call on their life. And I'm not kidding. They would, they would take me, pull us out, say, prophesy. And I was standing up in front of people. I mean, we, it, was, it was learning to grow in the gift. By the way, God is going to shake some things. Boy, you're looking at me. Well, Pastor Ray, this is a strange service. This is a really strange service. You pull these poor kids down here and embarrass the heck out of them, prophesy words over them, and they're my kids. And I don't know if I really like those kind of words over them. Well, blame God. Put it on God's shoulders. What we're doing is simply prophesying destiny. Yeah, they need an education. Yeah, they need their diplomas. Yes, they need to go to university and get a trade and make money and buy a house and have a car and have kids someday. Yeah, have all those things. But that will never bring fulfillment in their life. Not until you link up with the eternal purpose of God because all, every single one of these young people have a spirit eternal in them. They were created divinely and they were uniquely formed. Psalms 139 talks about we, before you were even in your mother's womb, He knew you and He called you. Tanner, wow. God loves you. There's such love. You have a heart that is big as the ocean. Huge heart. Sensitive young man. Very, very intelligent. There are things that I know, I know, 
what he's walked through. But I want to say something. God favors you. He really favors. The favor of God is on you. And even though there are questions, and I, I, I even sense pressures. The Lord, there's one word to say. I, I just want to say this to you. The Lord, Holy Spirit just said, I've come to help you to rest and relax. And just, you know what, you're, you're, right, you're just living life. But his hand is still on you. He loves you so much. He's got an umbrella over you. And you know what? Things are going to come into clarity. Things are going to be made clear in time. But his hand is upon you. I know you're a gifted musician. You're a phenomenal musician. You're a gifted young man. And like I said, you have such a heart. For pe- you, 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 you just have a heart, compassion to help. You make a great friend. You're just a great friend. And there's a lot of people that look at you and take your advice, talk to them. You have close friends. Then there's some other friends. But there are people watching you. But I want to say you have not walked what you went through for nothing. God has a plan that is wonderful. His hand's on you. His favor is with you. Praise God. Awesome. Awesome. Is God good? Thank you, Lord. Wow. I was hoping that I'd be at the end. God loves you for your faithfulness. Just a heart to serve, heart to be involved, a heart and desire to do things precisely. You, you have this desire to do it right. I don't want to do it wrong. I want to do it right. It's got to be specific. There has to be a blueprint. There has to be a plan. We have to go A, B, C, D. We can't go A to D to E to F. We have to A, B, C. We have to follow the order. The kingdom needs people like this. You are unique and gifted and called, and I've set you, and I see your heart, but there has been at times seasons of question, anger, and disappointment, confusion, even you've pulled back, but the Lord is drawing nigh to you today to say to you, I favor you. I favor you. I love you. That's not Ray Galligan. That's the Holy Spirit. What, what a treasure you are. You're a treasure. You're a son. By the way, God wants to take you from just the mechanical, technical things and just develop some supernatural things. I even see a teaching gift in you. There's a teaching gift. You can teach people things that they don't know how to do. In fact, there's an intelligence, a phenomenal, same thing with you. You have an intelligent mind. Both of you guys are almost similar. You could 
you love to teach and help and train and you have real technical ability and, and, and God's going to use that in the kingdom of God to be a blessing in spreading the gospel in the culture. I'm not kidding. We, by the way, the gifts and the callings aren't just behind a pulpit. That's right, that's right. We need everybody. And all these kids down here, praise God. Well, here's a songbird right here. Praise God. Isn't she a beautiful young lady? Here's another one that has a prophetic anointing upon her life. She just radiates. Man, just look at her. Just what a wonderful. And you know what? You're a leader. Girls like to be around you. You're fun to be with. Guess what? God is fun. And God wants you, God wants you to know that He really likes you. He likes your joy. He loves your simplicity, your innocence. He likes the fact that you know how to really encourage other girls. You are amazing. You are really amazing. Everyone say, she's amazing. She is amazing. And look at this one. Do you know what? She comes so faithfully, her mom and dad, and helps sings. And you know what? You're going to be a dancer and a singer in the house. You love to dance, don't you? You love to sing, don't you? Guess what? You want to do it next Sunday? Praise God. Now, see, I, I wish I got that response out of you guys. She's willing to dance and sing next Sunday. Praise God. We're going to turn you loose right here. We're going to turn you loose. Would you sing for us? Sing for the Lord? Now, now she's acting like us. Now we're thinking about it. No. But God has called her and anointed her. Mom and Dad, prophesy. Keep, keep seeking. She, she's, she's got a call. She's a Miriam. She's a leader of worshipers. There's a Miriam spirit. Remember Miriam in the Old Testament. She led God's people into the praises. They led them into battles and conquered the enemy. Not with swords and spears and shields, but with music of all things. And the Bible says the enemy turned on themselves. There's an anointing on her and I, on her and on you, On you and on you. On you, singers, musicians, singers, ministers in music and song and dance. All of you need, you girls, four girls right here. You and you two here. And you. Praise God. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We just thank you. Wow. Wow. You know what, you, you're, here, here, here's another gift from the Holy Spirit. God is talking right now, and he wants you to know that he's put you in his hands, and he is protecting, he's keeping you, but he also wants to use your influence. You are a walking magnet. Other girls just love to be around you. You're just friendly and fun and 
There's joy, and God wants to put His Word deep in your heart right now. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You know what? James already got this guy working on the, uh, in the sound room. Praise God. He was awesome. He's still awesome. Do you know that? By the way, the Lord wants you to know that it's okay to have fun in the house of God. You know, He loves you, don't you? Do you know I've seen you worship the Lord? You've been such an inspiration to me. I am so proud of you. Amen. You're not just going to follow your brothers and sisters. Isn't this sweet girl? She comes and stands by her brother. She's protecting you. You know that. But she's, she loves you. But God has his hand on you. You know, I just even see the Lord doing a work of healing. Just, just healing right now. Father, in Jesus' name, continue the work. Continue the work. Amen. You're awesome. You're just awesome. And I just see you playing and running and having fun. And you know, life cannot be lived unless it's a fun day. It's got to be fun. Let me tell you something. In the future, you're going to lead people into freedom, liberty. God wants to take what's inside in seed form and cause it to blossom. You're gifted. You're called. There's leadership on you. Even as a young man, you will not forget this day. There's a call on your life. In fact, someday, you're going to preach. You're going to preach the gospel. And you may say, well, how can that be right now? You're going to preach. You're going to speak the word of the Lord over people, and the powers of darkness is going to fall like chains off their life. There's going to be a ministry of deliverance and healing that's going to flow out of your life as you speak. There's a prophetic mantle, but you're going to speak. And here's the thing about it. You will not be boring. You are going to bring life to your generation. Praise God. You've got a, a sister that just loves the dickens out of you. Praise God. And what a gift you are. Wow, she's a joy. You love your big brother here? Amen. How special how special you are in the sight of the Lord. You're like sugar. You're sweet. There's a sweetness on you. Just You just bring that sweetness all over the house of God in your home. You're a blessing. Amen? Let's give our kids a hand. I want you to extend your hands right now. I want to pray over them right now. Father, we thank you for these amazing champions, warriors. You've called them to be singers and dancers and arrows in your hand. Lord, there's been questions and problems at times and issues of confusion. They've walked through some stuff that some of us wouldn't even know how to walk through. But Lord, we pray right now a mantle and a covering of protection over them in Jesus' name. We ask you that your presence will become so real to them. You're bigger than us. Father, we just thank you for their lives.
in the impartation they, they bring to their homes and their schools, this church, and to this community. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. You can go down. Amen. I am going to close. I know my time is gone. But I, I want to just say, I literally felt like the Lord impressed on me. By the way, I had a message to preach. Uh, but the Lord said, I want you to prophesy over the children. Forgive me, teachers. I know you had a class. But you know what? I believe the seed that is sown will bear fruit. By the way, some of the words that came over these kids, you can take these words with you. These words can become the word of the Lord to you. God has a plan for every person. Amen. What is the house of God all about? What is the church all about? It's about thy kingdom come. It's about his will be done. It's about the release of life. It's about you coming into the fullness of what he called you. You may say, well, pastor, I'm not seeing those results. Come next week. We're going to ask why God, what God, and wow God. Anybody ever ask why? I'm not attempting to answer every question. But we're going to look at some people in the Bible that said why. We're going to look at what. What are you saying? We're also going to say, wow. Wow, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that God had that in mind. How many of you would like to see God triumph over your enemies? I do. I get excited about His presence. I, ex- I get excited I believe there's a a deposit this morning that took place. Parents, please remind your kids about what the Holy Spirit... Don't don't, don't just go home and forget about it. Remind them. Sow it. Water it. Seeds were sown. If you just throw a seed on a concrete, it'll die. You've got to water it and cultivate it and speak life into it. And you've got to empower it. You've got to say, you can do it. You're an amazing, gifted, anointed, full of power, giant, killing, man of mighty, woman of God. It's got to come from you. I know there's high school and baseball and football and soccer and camps and this and that, but you are their role model. You are the model. You're the empower. Yeah, but Pastor, you just don't know, man. I'm a failure. I'm a weak. I'm just, I'm just, I'm so broken. And they, they saw me cuss last night, and I got mad at my wife. Just say, guess what? I blew it. When you're wrong, say you're wrong. To your kids. Apologize to your spouse in front of your kids. The greatest message you could ever hear. I've told my son so many times, guys, I really bombed last night because I really got into an argument with Carol and because I was fighting for control and my attitude was wrong. And my boy's eyes got big as saucers. Dad, apologize. Do you know what that does to your kids? Some, some parents think this. Oh, you'll, you'll dis- they won't honor you anymore. They'll lose respect if you confess that you're, you have faults. No, the opposite will happen. The 
opposite will happen. If you, do you know why you're not a perfect parent? God created you to be weak and human. You know why? So your kids would see you in your humanity. So you would be dependent upon the grace of God. So when, when God walks you to the fire and walks you to the flood, you can say to your kids, guess what? I was angry with God. I didn't know why, but He helped me walk through the worst times of my life. And His grace is sufficient. They need to hear that from you. Good preaching, Pastor He may say, well, Pastor, I'm not a preacher. This is not for preachers. This is for parents. How many of you want your kids to grow up and have a prosperous, successful, fulfilled life? Do you want that? It's not going to come through education. It's not going to come through politics. It's not going to come through your culture. It's going to come by taking the time. It's going to be a sacrifice. I've got to sit down. Five minutes. Five minutes and talk to them about how good their Heavenly Father is. Tell them how great God's plan is for the life. Pray destiny, spiritual destiny. Don't say, oh God, help my son be a good quarterback to win against Wiley tonight. That's not the prayer we want to be praying. If you want to pray for that, that's fine. I need to pray, Father, open their eyes of destiny to the eternal things of God that they are to arise and shine for their light has come, that they are kingdom and history makers. Lord, I thank you for my sons and my daughters. They need to hear that from their parents. We got one hour, one hour a week with your kids. It will not be able to be enough to withstand the demonic assault that is attacking your kids in every public school today. Sex, drugs, witchcraft, rebellion is confronting our children, questioning God. They're mad at God. There's an undercurrent that is in our culture today that is seeking to undermine the very foundation of our nation that made us great because we were one nation under God. That's not that way anymore. So if they're going to get any God in their life, it's got to come through mom and dad in the house of God. And I've got to be committed as a pastor, as a parent, to raise my house. I love what, what, uh, what uh, Joshua said, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And guess what that also means? It means this. Showing up on time. Being to church on time. Being there. So, you know, I've asked a couple of teenagers. Some of our teenagers have never once, never once had their parents come out for one prayer meeting. Pastor Ray, now you're stepping on my toes. Well, God heals your toes. Do you ever bring, well, yeah, but my kids are all over the place. It's Okay. You discipline them. You train them. You teach them. I, I want my kids to know that prayer is important. How many believe prayer is important? But they need to come to prayer. All they that believed, Acts 2, 38 through 41, all they that believed were in one place and in one accord. Those were believers. They didn't stay home. Well, I, I think I'll stay home and watch the Blazer game tonight. I got to stay home because I had a bad day. 
Well, guess what? The house of God was the place of refreshing. Do you know the best time to come to church is when you don't feel like coming to church? You don't come to church because you feel like it, because you got your promotion. We got some people out here who aren't even tithing. Well, it's under the law. Let me tell you something. If you're not tithing, you're not praying. You're not reading your Bible. I wanted you to say it. Jesus said, you'll know them by the... I, I question the very foundation of your Christianity. Because Jesus never made altar calls. Guess what he said? My sheep hear my voice and follow me. So, here's my point. As a dad, I need to be an example. I need to be a leader. I need to be a role model. I need to realize the big picture. There's an element of demonic spiritual activity that is seeking to undermine everything that is working against my kids to destroy them. Satan is patient. He's methodical. He will wait. He will work on your children through their friends. He will work on it through your issues in your home life. And if you never bring God into the problem, they will never grow up to trust Him. I've heard parents say this, I brought my kids to church, even put them in Christian school, and they're just out there serving the devil now. My point is, what did you do in your house? What did you, what was the topic? What was the priority? Conversation. Well, we never talked about God because I'm such a loser. No, you're not a loser. You're more than a conqueror. We've got to stop focusing on the faults and start focusing on Jesus who healed, delivered, and forgave my faults. How dare you bring up my faults? Because we hence therefore know no man after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You're a new man of God. You're a new woman of God. Yeah, but you just cussed and you used profanity on me last night. Yeah, I did. I was wrong. I've asked the blood of Jesus to wash me. But I'm cleansed and I'm forgiven and I'm righteous in His sight today. That needs to come out of our mouth. Now some of you have never heard this. You've never heard this before. You just thought, you know what, I'll stay home from church for four months because I'll work myself up so I got a lot of dead works being a good boy. I'll be a good boy for four months until I'm worthy enough to come to church. That's not the way it works. When you fall, you get up. You have an argument, you repent. Got anger, you forgive. You do it quick. Everyone say quick. I know my time's gone here, but I, I, I feel the whole the anointing is here. He is breaking yokes. He's imparting knowledge here because he wants you to win. He wants you to know you're already a winner. But I want to tell you something right now. New Life, I want to just say this. I'm going to say it. I'm not happy with where our church is at. I'm not happy. Because there's more. But are you willing to sell out? Are you willing to sell out? I don't know about you. I want to see the fire of God. I want to see our young people so on fire that they can't, they would rather go to a prayer meeting than a football game. Do you know that in Bethel, not that I'm trying to bring up Bethel, do you know that 
Some of the, the, the high school football coaches went to the church and said, how come you have so many? Because they have Friday night meetings. Why do you do your meetings on Friday night? So many of your students are not on the team, and we need those guys to help win games. It was the kids' choice to be in prayer rather than a football game and be on the team. That is revival. When God becomes more important than a game. Boy, I'm not getting a whole lot of amens out there. I know it's awful quiet. That's why prophets were hated in the Old Testament. I'm ready for my dungeon experience. But I love you. I I really do love you. I pray for you every day. I fast and pray for you. I seek the Lord. And I'm not here to waste time. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, well, let's, let's do it because Pastor Ray's angry at it. No, no. I'm not angry at you. I'm just telling you there's more. And if you want to go, if, if you want to stay where you're at and die, then we'll die. But God has more for us. And when we come into the house of the Lord, we ought to come with anticipation. Parents, we need to talk about coming to the house of the Lord. Guess where we're going today? What's wrong with Dad? He's clapping his hands. We're going to go to the house and we're going to experience the grace and the mercy and the love. It's got to come out of your mouth. Can't say, all right, kids, get up, eat your cheers, and get in the car because we've got to go to church. Okay. No wonder your kids don't want God. There's no life in you. There's no faith. If there's no expectancy, If I'm not expecting anything, I'm going to pass that right to my kids. And that's why kids say, you know, I don't want to serve God. I'd rather go out and get drugged up, sexed up. Rather join a gang. Because at least there, there's some reality. But the church is so dead. I just know God wants to bring revival to this church. And I will not settle for anything less than that. I won't. I am willing to let every one of you go. If Carol and I are the only ones here next Sunday, praise God. I'm not leaving. Actually, I love you. I really do care about you. But I'm not interested in preaching sermonettes and going through four songs and a poem and a sermonette and releasing you. Because you know what? If we aren't growing from you, you know, Smith Smith Wigglesworth said it this way. If you are the same today as you were yesterday, you're backsliding. You need to be growing from day to day. If you're the same today as you were yesterday, then you're backsliding. The Bible says, arise and shine. Because there's something powerful inside of you. When Carol and I come to church, we don't come here to impress you. There's nothing, well, there's nothing about us that's impressive. All we come here is to love the King. We know when we worship Him, He blesses us. Even when I'm hurting, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm sick, 
There's been times, do you know what? Some of you may not even know this. Carol and I have had huge arguments and we're sitting here worshiping God. We just had an argument. How, that's hypocrisy, Pastor Ray. No, it's not hypocrisy. Before we came into the service, we had to say, let's make it right and pray right now. I don't want to. Let's do it anyway. Because we're people of faith. And we, pr- we, we lock hands. We pray. We pray the blessing of God. There's no feeling in it. How many of you know Jesus didn't feel like dying on the cross? Love. God's love is not human love. He didn't die because he felt like it. He died because of a covenant he had with the Father. But he did love you. He wanted a family. God has a plan. He has a purpose. We have VBS coming up in two weeks, two, three weeks. We want to reach out and touch our neighborhood. We want our young people to invite other young kids. We believe there's going to be salvations. We believe that families need to get saved. People need to find God. And there is enough in this church, even though this is a small church, there's enough here to bring revival to the entire city. There is enough if you believe it. Got to believe. Everyone say believe. I got to believe these things. You may say, well, Pastor Ray, this is a different service. Yeah. But it's because, because the Holy Spirit is stirring us and shaking us. I love you. That's why, that's why I, I, I can't, I, I feel like Jeremiah. A fire burns up in my bones and I can't keep my mouth shut. Because I know God has so much more for you. He loves you so, so much. And He loves your kids. Oh, He loves your kids. He loves you desperately. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You, first of all, for Your grace and Your mercy. Even when, after Palm Sunday, Jesus came in and He had to cleanse the temple. He turned over tables and the chairs and the money changers. And your word said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you've made it a den of thieves. Takers. I'm asking you, Lord, right now that you would just captivate the hearts of our lives to be turned towards you. Lord, we won't settle for anything less than a full blast, all-out revival so people can know the Lord and experience the freedom and deliverance that only the blood of Jesus can bring to their lives. I ask you this in Jesus' name and everyone said. Let me give you some quick announcements and we'll just have the usher stand back at the door as you go out if you wouldn't mind leaving the offering because I know our time is way over. We can't have Monday night prayer tomorrow night. Uh, Just some things we won't be able to. Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night, and the following Wednesday, we need VBS help. We're going to be serving something to eat in the uh, fellowship hall for those who are coming to work. This is not for your kids. These are people that are coming to work. We are providing nursery with snacks. But this, we're, we're needing workers to help us set up props. The next 
two Wednesday nights. We really could use your help. Uh, I never thought about this. We probably should have had a sign-up so we know, know how much food. We're providing the food. Uh, we, just, we just need help. The next two Wednesday nights for the VBS, which comes on the following uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, so that is about it. Megan, is I'm, am I... Oh, life groups tonight. Yeah, the only life group meeting is my life group tonight at my house. Megan and Neam will not be having a life group tonight. Okay. Right. T-shirts for the volunteers. Let's stand to our feet. Okay. And we'll go ahead and dismiss you at this time. If any of you would like prayer, counsel, love to talk with you, pray with you, you're free to go. Blessings on you.